Hey, super friends, my name is Neil, and welcome to episode 63 of the Get Your Comic Con podcast. We're here fortnightly ish to bring you a slice of film, TV, and pop culture goodness from our studios direct to your speakers. I am, of course, joined by my very own boy, Wanda Martin. Say hello, Martin. Hello, Martin. I sound like I've lost my voice already, and we've only just started. But not to worry, I've got myself a cup of tea in my Batman mug, so uh, we'll we'll make it through the next hour or so. How's Boy Wonder today? I've not seen you all day because I've been in the office, so uh, it's a genuine question. I'm all right. Oh, that's a bit wistful. I'm a bit wistful. Why are you wistful? A bit weak and weeble. It's been a long week. It's been a long week. It's been a long day. Okay. Well, this week we are... We seem to do this a lot recently, but we're throwing out the rule book because... The news is the podcast this week, because the news is DC Fandom. So mm. we're here to talk our way through the three hours and 45 minutes that was DC Fandom 2021. Is there a rule book? Was I supposed to read something? Probably. Oh, you wouldn't read it if I asked you to, though. I didn't do it. No, exactly. So I have the the rundown of um, DC Fandom in front of me, so I'm going to try and work through it in order. Uh, we're not going to hit everything for the whole three hours and 45 minute runtime but we'll touch on all of the main points and just cover off how we felt about the event and the different reveals and things that were shown off during it so if we start uh, how did you feel about the countdown it's first on the list oh we're not we're not i've not got the energy for this <laughs> i'm just teasing you i'm teasing you so the first thing was obviously black adam so we had a little introduction from Dwayne the rock johnson a few of the other cast members were around for some of the interview snippets that played during fandom and we then got a first look with a uh, specific scene from early in the film which featured black adam being revealed so what did you think of our first look at black adam in action i thought it was very exciting Hmm. Yeah, me too. It was a really cool way to do it, rather than show off a trailer. I mean, I think he explained with my, like the same with many of the films that uh, were part of Fandom that they've so recently only finished filming that there's not a lot of finished footage with all the special effects in. So this was kind of the most that they could show. But I was really impressed. The costume looks amazing. Obviously, not very padded because the rock is built like a brick shit house. Can you swear? <laughs> you can swear. It's a podcast. We make the rules. Well. I didn't read the rules. <laughs> so it was, um, there's not a lot of context to it. So it looks like a couple of archaeologist types. Someone is exploring this temple type area where he is then broken free and he just floats down, survives a few bullets and whips off the old cloak to reveal who he is. I mean, you know, not what much else to say there, really. I mean, you got Dwayne whipping his cloak off and revealing Sh- not Shazam Black Adam Don't oh, no, say they, they said Shazam that's what brought them around didn't they yes you're right so as they were searching through the temple there was a symbol wasn't there on the floor and I think as they were brushing the dust off it she said Shazam and I'm not sure yeah that, whether that did activate it or what happened next but he certainly appeared and made himself known so this film is being released in July of 2022 so we've got a few months to wait of the films that were shown during fandom, it's the Batman that comes first, which is why that one obviously had the big trailer treatment. And then it's Black Adam, and then Flash, and then Aquaman, and then on to Shazam, Fury of the Gods, which comes a bit later. So not a lot to say, just a, a great tease. Costumes look great. There was a bit of behind-the-scenes footage spread throughout fandom as well. All looks good so far. No view of... Um, 
Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate yet. I was kind of hoping to see him in costume, see what it would look like. I'm excited for the Helm of Bond. Hmm. Not the Helm of Fate, it's the Helm of Bond now. <laughs> the Helm of Bond, yes, I get it. Uh, but overall, I think a really good way to kick off the event in big style rather than kind of building up to the films. Good way to kick oh, off. Oh, no, just have something's clawing at the back of my wee mind there. Okay. Is there, there's two fates in this trailer, isn't there? Are there? I, I could have sworn, I could have, I could have seen, I'm not making any sense, I'm very sorry, listeners, it's been a long day, that we got a glimpse of Khaled, maybe? Oh, okay. Um, well, we'll pause recording, we'll have a look. Just sadly, it would appear that Martin made that up because we have just gone back and watched the behind-the-scenes section that goes before the trailer, or the scene, and uh, there was no... Uh, two Doctor Fates, but I had missed that Pierce Brosnan is holding the helmet, so uh, I have now seen it. It's very shiny. It's <laughs> he has got a very shiny helmet, and that's the last thing that we'll say about Black Adam. So after that, Tiffany Smith spoke with Grant Gustin, and we got a first look at the Flash's upgraded costume for season eight. He's now got the gold boots. It is what it is. It's the final part of the costume to make it complete to be comic accurate, which I always thought they wouldn't do until the final season, which makes me think even more that this could be the final season but there's not a lot to say about a pair of gold boots really is there well uh, i mean no comment okay moving on from that we got a first look at aquaman and the lost kingdom with a uh, huge behind the scenes featurette which followed the cast from their first day of filming to what they've been up to for the last few weeks i think the first thing that strikes me about this one is it looks huge like if you think about the the last film and the the big scene towards the end with all the fish armies all swimming towards um, Orm and his army. That was that, that was huge. Uh, but this looked bigger. Sorry, when you said the fish army, I just went to bed nose and broomsticks when they're bobbing along, bobbing along the bottom of the ocean floor of the fishes. Not quite what I meant, but close. Uh, do you know what I mean, though? There, there's a lot of concept art in this. A lot of the footage is obviously straight from the set and it's just people on wires and very small scenes covered in green screens and blue screens and there's not a, you can't you don't really get an idea for the actual footage but there's a lot of concept art to see and it's i mean there's deserts there's polar ice caps there's weird i'm going to guess like journey to the center of the earth style landscapes that are not of our earth there's just there's just so much in there there is a lot. Looks good. Is that because I was giving you eyes that said, "Give me more than just yeah." Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what else you want from me. Well, I'd like to know what you thought of what you saw. I mean, I thought it looked alright. I mean, that's... I would like to know what you saw, which excited you in that sizzle reel. Um, There's new costumes. Black Manta's got a comic accurate costume, and one of those uh, photos from the set almost looks like Alex Ross's version of. Black Manta, it's so... It's like artwork. Mirror's back. That'll upset quite a few people. But, what you know, tell me what you saw which excited you. Um, I, nothing really excited me. Okay. I mean, it was alright. There's not really a lot in there. I mean, there wasn't like a teaser trailer or anything. Well, it's a lot of concept art with big, like, creatures and... Well, I mean, concept I mean, anybody can draw a picture, but what does that look like? <laughs> He says on a comic book podcast. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, that doesn't mean that's going to look like that in real life. Well, I don't know. Okay. Well, no imagination from you there, is there? Well, no. I'd, I'd just, I'd rather wait and see when the when the the green screen's got something in it. 
Fair to, enough. To We're thinking about they? his new black costume. Looks like he's going on some sort of stealth mission. It makes me think of Young Justice, where they all tap their logos and it makes their costumes turn into like stealth mode. Maybe he will. I've been out interested and see what's happened to the politics of Atlanta. Well, actually, what I was about to say next is we don't know anything about the story of this film. Jason Momoa mentions that there's um, some environmental issues that are going to be tackled by the story, which is quite interesting and I think quite timely. But also, it looks like he's teamed up with Orm or is reluctantly working with him. They seem to be running around together in, in some of that footage from the set. So obviously when we left it, they, they knew they were brothers and Orm was taken into custody after Atlanta returned, who's not confirmed to be in this film, but Nicole Kidman is on the IMDb cast list. Oh, okay. Maybe she's got some flashbacks. She's not... Yeah, maybe. She's not glimpsed in any of that footage, and neither is uh, Dolph Lundgren, who plays King Nereus, uh, Mira's dad, but he has just Instagrammed a picture of himself from the set, so he's there and he is definitely in it. He's filming at the moment. We're a long way off, because this one doesn't release until December the 22nd, 2022. Oh, I see. I struggle to get excited when they're so far away. Oh, I just love a bit of concept art, me. Oh, I just, I'm a bit like, oh, ask me again five months before and then I'll get excited. No imagination. <laughs> After that, we went into a presentation from Milestone Comics. So they announced that not only are they working on a live action static shock movie, which currently has a writer who's drafting a script, but they also discussed that they're currently working on an animated movie. Uh, they did mention the names of the, the writers who are working on it, but they wouldn't mention what characters would be involved. But it's going to feature a number of different characters from across the Milestone brand. They also announced a Milestone initiative, which will be looking to find the next generation of black comic book writers and artists, editors, all parts of the industry. So they're going to be working as like a, an offshoot of the main DC initiative uh, to explore the future for black creatives in the comic book industry, which is uh, it's just great to see. And that uh, section of the, the show was moderated by Echo Kellum, who people will remember from Arrow. Mr. Terrific. Nice to see him back. He obviously hosted DC um, DC Daily for a while. He was one of the hosts on that towards the end. So I think he's still got quite a good relationship with Warner Brothers and DC, which is quite nice to see, as well as Tiffany Smith, obviously, because you can never go wrong when you've got Tiff hosting. Then we had our first section with one of your favourites, Flula Borg. He was in it throughout, so he presented some fan art and cosplay stuff, so we don't need to touch on that. They... Uh, they showed the King Shark Nom Nom music video, which I don't remember. Do you remember that? No, Apparently happened at 41 minutes and 29 seconds into the show. Did it? I don't remember that. No, neither do I. But it then went into John Seeker and the Peacemaker panel. So we had all the cast of Peacemaker who were there for a kind of old school discussion about the show itself. And then we got to see a first trailer. First thing I can think of when I think of the trailer is Tiny Whiteys because they're back. Steady on. <laughs> well, that was just, I mean, that's what people seem to know Peacemaker for from Suicide Squad as apart from anything else the first thing that people think of is John Cena and his tiny ways what do you think of the trailer? Um, I thought it was alright I don't know I've got this weird thing with Peacemaker where I really don't want to like him because he's a bit of a you know a dick but at the same time I quite like it so there's a lot to glean from the trailer we get a first look at uh, the, the eagle which I thought was quite funny and looks like it's really well done as well and we still don't have a huge idea about what the story of Peacemaker is going to be. But what I think you do glean from the trailer is the fact that it's going to be quite funny. The, mm. the conversation about butt babies sticks in my mind. I mean, it's, it's going to stay with you for a while. Yeah, that's true. It will definitely stick with me. There seems to be a lot riding on Danielle Brooks' character, which is uh, Leota Adebayo. So she's kind of the audience way into the Peacemaker show. 
it seems like we'll kind of be living out our interpretation of Peacemaker through her. So I'm kind of intrigued to see how that builds up. You do get a good look at the Vigilante costume. Obviously, we've seen Vigilante in Arrow, but very CW-ish, whereas this looks like a really cool comic book adaption. seems like he's got a similar relationship with Vigilante that he did with um, Bloodsport in The Suicide Squad. Is that... So Vigilante's his name? Yeah. Who is he in Arrow again? I've just shown Martin a refresher of what he looked like in Arrow. Yeah, I mean, I don't really remember any Arrow. They changed, they flipped some of the character around, so it wasn't quite... They introduced the real alter ego, and they introduced Vigilante, but then they weren't one in the same, so it was a bait and switch on the audience, so that you thought you knew what they were doing, and they weren't quite doing it the way you thought they were. Oh, I want to say season six, maybe, might have even been seven, uh, that they did it in, so towards the end of Arrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it was around the time he was mayor of um, of Star City. Oh, yeah, I tapped out by then, I think. So Peacemaker is going to premiere on HBO Max in the US on January the 13th. We don't have UK air details for it yet, but as soon as we do, we'll bring them to you. But I think, much like The Suicide Squad, this one's just going to be a bit of a adult humour riot, and it almost doesn't really matter hugely what the story is. It does seem like there's going to be some humanising of him. They're introducing Robert Patrick as, as his dad, so there is going to be some exploration of his past, but... I think it's just going to be a bit of, a, bit of a, a villainous romp through the DC universe. So I'm quite excited for, for more of what James Gunn brought during Suicide Squad. Don't know what you feel about that. Mm, it'll be interesting to see what happens next. Yeah, so I'm sure that's one that we will review on a later podcast. So keep your eyes peeled, for or your ears, that is, for, for more content from Peacemaker. After that, we went into a kind of Superman block, didn't we? So there was a behind-the-scenes set tour from Season 2 of Superman and Lois. They have only just started filming, so there's not really anything to show. And I don't think at this point they want to reveal who their villains are for Season 2, so they kept that kind of under wraps. So we had, only had a set tour. And then there was about 10, 15 minutes with the cast of Supergirl discussing the fact that that show's coming to an end. I mean, we're most of this season behind on Supergirl. We're nowhere near up-to-date, so... Oh, God, after that first episode, I couldn't. I've really struggled with Supergirl, which is tough to say, so I don't want to linger on it too much, but it was nice to see the relationship between all the cast. They clearly all get on well, and they're going to miss it now that it's over, but it was nice to celebrate that show as it kind of heads off into the the history of the DC Universe on film. We had a sneak peek at the next episode of Stargirl. Now, we've not touched on Stargirl Season 2 on the podcast yet, just because we've still got three episodes to go and we kind of want to cover the season in one go but how are you feeling with this preview do you know i'm really enjoying stargirl series two that hmm. was the question right me too i mean it wasn't a preview that was just the next episode wasn't it it was a it's basically a, an extended trailer for the next episode oh because i saw that before fandom yeah i know but this was an extended version there was more to it oh was there yeah oh. i mean it was just more scenes of the same so it was like it was only an extended version of the trailer but is that the last episode? No, no, no. That's episode 11. There's two more after that. Oh. So you've got this week's, then you've got your favourite, which is the penultimate episode. Oh, I do like a penultimate. And then the season finale in three weeks' time. Well, two weeks' time after this. After that, we had a sneak peek at My Adventures with Superman, which is the brand new animated series, which is come <laughs> Not my... You raised your eyebrow there as if to say, you have adventures with Superman. Uh, not my personal adventures. Uh, it's, you know, Jimmy and Lois's Adventures with Superman, which is a brand new animated series, which is currently being worked on and will come to HBO Max in the future and probably also Cartoon Network. I vaguely remember you rolling your eyes at the the artwork for this because Superman wasn't wearing any socks. You were like, oh, 
Why isn't he wearing any socks? I can see his ankles. Oh, he was a trendy Superman, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, I'm not. I don't believe that Superman would wear socks. <laughs> Moving swiftly on, uh, they then. Now we will touch on this one because I think this is quite an interesting one, and there might be a bit of talking point in here. They changed Superman's mission statement. So Jim Lee appeared to discuss the fact that Superman isn't just a character who saves America. He is a he's a hero for all. He's a global hero, and that the stories in Superman comics are well, they're universal. They're not just they're not global. He's not even on Earth at the moment. It's John Kent who is currently the Superman of Earth, whilst Clark is travelling the universe. But even outside of that, when you look at Superman and Lois, you look at Man of Steel, Justice League, all of the Superman kind of mythos on film, he's not a hero for America. So they've changed Superman's mission statement from uh, truth, justice, and the American way to truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. So what do you think of this? I like it. I think it's much more inclusive. Yep. It's less USA focused. Yeah. Because he's not just a U. I mean, that was from when was that from? A long time ago. 40s? I mean, it's from when he was first invented. Yeah, it goes back 50s. to the origins of Superman. Yes, I mean we're, we've gone beyond those days now. I mean, he's a global hero now. He's not just a global hero; he's a galactic hero. Yes, as I've just spent around a minute and a half explaining before asking you that question. Oh, did you? I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. Didn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm doing other things here. I'm multitasking. Right. Well, right now, I would just like to know your thoughts on Superman well, clear, having a new mission statement. Clearly, they're very similar to your thoughts. Uh huh. <laughs> that, that was very good. I mean, I just said to you. I mean, it, it's with a less nice, of a less blushing in the face. It's a nice focus. That he's no longer just a U.S. hero. He's a galactic hero. And do you think that does reflect who he is as a character? How you interpret the character of Superman? Well, man, I don't read a lot of Superman. I mean, I read the Justice League. No, but you do watch movies and you do also watch Superman and Lois. So do you feel like that is more reflective of of who you would know Superman as? Yes. Very good. (laughs) Did you want more? No, that's quite... That'll do for me. After that, we had a sneak peek of DC's League of Super Pets. (laughs) Do you have any thoughts on DC's League of Super Pets or are you too busy with your email? Doctor and email, if I would. Um, no, not really. Uh, I don't think it's a I film for me. I swear to God, if you're playing League of War or whatever it is, I'm going to throw that iPad. I'm screening articles, thank you very much. For your PhD? Yes. Okay. Anyway, continue. DC League of Super Pets. What do you think about this? I heard you tittering at the at the preview scene. Did I? Did I yeah. titter? Yes. What did I titter at? Ace the Bathound taking a very long leak against a water oh, fountain yeah. with Crypto saying to him, like, geez, come on. Yeah, I mean, it, it might be fun. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It seems... I mean, it very, it's obviously going to be aimed at kids, but is uh, is not just aimed at kids. I mean, clearly we've got very childlike humour. So if I was to say um, Lake Titicaca... I don't know what on earth you could mean by saying that. So like, actually, I forget... You're giggling like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> there are four DC movies next year. So... Uh, or is it five? So we've got The Batman, Black Adam... DC League of Super Pets, The Flash, and Aquaman. There's five DC movies next year. Four live action and one animated. Well, and then the animated straight to DVD movies. But in terms of theatrical, there's five movies. So DC League of Super Pets is releasing on the 7th of October 2022. It stars The Rock as Crypto. It also stars uh, Kevin Hart. He's busy, isn't he, The Rock? And with DC, no less. Uh, Kevin Hart as Ace the Bat-Hound. So it's also starring, get ready for this, hold on to your hats... Keanu Reeves, isn't it? 
but we don't who, know who. Who is he? No one else's voice has been confirmed. Uh, John Krasinski is also in this film. You will know him as uh, the man from A Quiet Place, the director. Oh, yeah, that man. Kate McKinnon from uh, Lady Ghostbusters and Saturday Night Live. Natasha Leone, Jamila Jill, Diego Luna, Vanessa Bayer, and Mark Moran are all in it. Mark Moran is apparently confirmed to voice Lex Luthor, so we can expect to see Lex when the Super Pets come to screens next year. It was only a preview scene that was shown. It was very, very short, so there wasn't a huge amount to see. But they did confirm that a trailer will launch globally next month. So in November, we will get our first full look at DC's League of Super Pets. So expect us to circle back on that one when we get to see a little bit more of it. I'm rushing through. We're at the 1 hour 25 mark in DC Fandom right now. We had Matt Bomer, who came in with a sneak peek at Doom Patrol for the rest of the season. You're a pal. My friend of the show, Matt Bomer. And also the confirmation that Doom Patrol has been renewed for a fourth season. We are five episodes into season three at the moment, which is currently airing episodes weekly on HBO Max in the US and will come to the UK a little bit later. We've got one more to watch to get up to date, and I think there's 10 episodes overall, so we've not got that many to go. Do you want to touch on it quickly? I'm sure we'll have a later discussion about it when the season's over, but how are you feeling about season three so far? I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Hmm. How does it stack up against the previous two seasons? I think it's consistent. Mm. It's a a very strong opener. Yep. Um, It's following a theme. Yep. I'm not going to give you anything here, am I? No. The same words. Yep. No, I mean I think it's 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 consistent. I mean the character development from episode one, the pilot, to where they are now, yes, is very strong and it's it very is, yeah. cohesive. Yes, we, I feel like I'm on a journey with these people. So, would you call this your favourite season? I wouldn't say. Well, maybe. I suppose you need to see the rest of it to know how it ends you know, first. Five episodes in. I mean, yeah, I put words in my mouth here. <laughs> okay. We will let you know as soon as we have air dates for Doom Patrol for the UK. But if you are watching it at the moment and you uh, you have any opinions on it, please do let us know. Get in touch at Get Your Comic Con on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can find me at Neil Vag and Martin at Boy Wonder 1989 because we're always game to talk a bit of uh, Doom Patrol, especially Martin, given that he's so intimately uh, knowledgeable on the comic book. Now you've read pretty much all of it. I need to read The, the Way Years. Mm. I'm a bit... Mm. Why? Because you're a My Chemical Romance fan. I'm not really a My Chemical You're a My Chemical Romance fan. You own the jacket. I like the odd one or two. You own the Black Parade jacket. Well, I wore that to Mum's wedding, though. That was a prerequisite. How? Well, she said it had to be with a nice jacket. I'm like, well, I'll get that for the wedding then. But you're a My Chemical Romance fan? Not um, the early years. Not the later years. I mean, he's a damn good comic book writer. I mean, I've read one. I read one random episode, that, not an episode, one comic. Yes. Um, and I wasn't a massive fan of it. But then I, would, I did pick, pick up a really random one. So if I go back to the start, I might enjoy it more. Fair enough. So where do we go after Doom Patrol? We go into a sneak peek at the Flash movie. So star Ezra Miller was there and he explained that the film uh, was still shooting. Although actually following DC fandom, it's been confirmed that the Flash has now completed... So it, it, is, it has completed, the, the filming is done, but that they don't have enough completed footage yet that they could put together a trailer or do anything. He basically said, we can't do anything too revealing, and then showed this, which basically melted my brain. So first things first, uh, let's just recap who is in this film. So Ezra Miller is back as Barry Allen, The Flash. 
uh, who we get to see there are two of them, which we will cut, touch on in a minute. You have both Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck as Batman. Interestingly, also showing in the cast list, which I hadn't seen on IMDb, is Tamira Morrison as Arthur Curry's dad is in the cast list for The Flash. Oh. He wasn't there before. Uh, Ron Livingston, who's taken over from Billy Crudup as Harry Allen. Uh, Kiersey Clemens as Iris West, who is completely missing from this trailer. You've got uh, Mirabelle Verdu, who's playing Nora Allen. Sasha Cage, who we all know is playing Supergirl. And uh, then there's a, there's a bunch of random casting that's on there. And obviously it's been directed by Andy Machete. And we know that this film is currently set for release in the UK on the 4th of November 2022. Oh, so, so long away. trailer immediately hits you with Danny Elfman's score from Batman 1989. Oh, it just grabs you by the just clacker a... bag, doesn't it? <laughs> grabs you by the what? The clacker bag. <laughs> never heard that before in my life yeah no i've started my rewatch is still game so be prepared okay well i'm trying to unpick the trailer for for the flash right now well i've just given you my thoughts now i just told you it grabbed me by <laughs> so the it grabs you by the clacker bag with a bit of danny elfman inspired batman 1989 it looks like is he doing the score is he come back it's not it? danny elfman no it's oh. uh i can tell you now just give me two seconds to look it up on imdb and i'll tell you who's doing it uh it is that would have been amazing i mean it would be amazing but uh it's going to be for this film, uh, Benjamin Wolfish, who did the music for Shazam, I want to say. Yeah, he did Shazam, Blade Runner 2049, which is an outstanding score. Also, It and The Invisible Man, the most recent version. Uh, so he, he's a damn good uh, composer. So I don't doubt for a second that it's going to be a good score. It looks like he's in a cab pulling up to Wayne Manor. Uh, we've just spotted in looking at this now that it's actually a Central City cab. So that's interesting. Because and it's a hybrid, so well done. It's also a hybrid, uh, because I thought he was in Gotham City. But the first twist in the trailer is that when the cab pulls up and the doors open, there's actually two Barry Allens. So there is one with shorter hair, and there's one with sort of more 90s hair and styling. He's kind of got 90s boy band curtains. It looks like he's exploring an empty version of Wayne Manor. I mean, there's dust sheets that are around, so it's clearly not a house that's being lived in all that much at the moment, maybe with no Alfred at this point in time to take care of it. What is clear, though, is that Michael Keaton is giving us the voiceover of the trailer and he is talking to Barry and saying to him, you can travel absolutely anywhere in in any universe, so why would you stay here? But the footage that that's tracking is Barry going to his childhood home and clearly finding Nora. So obviously, whatever universe it is that Michael Keaton's Batman is in is the universe where Nora is still alive. I mean, Keaton's voice hasn't changed either as well. It's instantly Keaton's Batman the first second you hear it. Do you get that? I got it. <laughs> did it grab you by the clacker bag? It certainly did. So Swinging you, for it. <laughs> you get a not straightforward glimpse at the new Flash suit. You only see it from behind to begin with. What did you think about it from from this shot before you've seen it in full? Very Injustice-like. It is a bit Injustice-like, isn't it? It looks a little CGI to me because it is, it's It's both a mix of practical and CGI. So I did have flashbacks a little bit to... No, flashbacks. <laughs> flashpoints. I did flashback slightly to um, Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern, but not in a bad way. I mean, this film has literally just finished production, so there's no way that any of this footage is complete. So they're, they're brave to show off what they are. Next important shot that I want to talk about is this one that's on screen in front of us now. There is a very brief shot of what looks like the floor of a bathroom. That looks like a bath in the background to me. Oh, yeah, it's a bath. Um, and a chest of drawers. So clearly a bathroom, I'm guessing in Wayne Manor, due to the marble floor. There's blood splattered across the floor and there is a Michael Keaton uh, 
bat cowl which is lying there having been thrown off and there's other parts of Keaton's suit just lying around again with trails of blood so that's uh, I mean, that doesn't bode too well for the old man does it well he's had a heavy night true it's yeah him and Vicky on the town Michael Keaton says you changed the future and it changed the past so that's interesting it's, uh, were those his exact words? Sorry, I'm mistaken. He says, you change the future and you change the past. Ooh. And that's tracked against our first shot of the new helmet for the Flash suit. It looks like he's looking up at either someone, uh, maybe that's Supergirl. There there was the concept art that looked like a super person was being held captive, and maybe that's what that is. Because it is then followed by a shot of our first look at Sasha Kejo. She appears to be in a what looks like a lab somewhere. Again, I'm going to guess it's Wayne Manor just because of the huge windows. And... 90s Barry is looking after her rather than the other Barry. Of course, the question here is which Barry is is our Barry and which is a different one? And what is the difference? And which is our Barry? What would you class as our Barry? Well, exactly. There's one theory that's out there which is quite interesting, which is obviously, and I think this is probably a reach, but it's interesting to discuss nonetheless. In Batman versus Superman, they obviously didn't really do anything with any of the actors that were just doing the bit part cameos before Justice League. So he had a huge ponytail, remember? In that scene... In, when he's in the convenience store and you see the, the footage. But then when in Justice League he has his short hair and Bruce Wayne first meets him and says, is this you? He's like, no, it's someone that looks like me but isn't me. So people are like, oh, well, maybe it wasn't him. Maybe we've seen two versions of Barry already. It might be a bit of a reach, to say the least, but you never know. We then get our first inkling of something that ties back to some art that was released by Andy Machetti on Instagram. So you remember he did a, a series of portraits of the chess pieces of the costumes. So we had a bloodstained version of Michael Keaton's Batsuit. We had the chess piece of Sasha Kezia's Supergirl suit. Then we had a chess piece for the new Flash suit. And then the last one, which confused a lot of people, was a Batsuit with a Flash logo spray-painted over it. And we get our first inkling at that here because there's a shot of some boots being spray-painted with a yellow bolt. And then you get a look at a Flash ring. So Ezra Miller, the the short-haired version of Ezra Miller, has been spotted on set wearing the Flash ring. So I think we are going to see this costume is going to be doing the whole Flash ring thing. Waving your finger at me, you've well, got a flash ring. Sorry, I'm, act- I'm acting it out. And then we get our first full look at the new costume, which uh, I would like to hear your thoughts on from this shot. I mean, it's very CGI. It does look very CGI in this shot, but again, I'm going to presume that this is unfinished. It looks unfinished because it's incredibly smooth. It is, it's oddly lacking in texture, isn't it? it looks but it looks like what they're doing is using uh, physical kind of red pieces of costume and then augmenting that with lights from the speed force running through it looks good just a bit smooth there aren't and i guess this is where it ties back to what the flash costume looks like in the comics and what it does kind of look like in the show right now but there are no parts to it obviously the one that he wore in justice league is very modular and very armor like whereas this is just a full-on bodysuit like i can't see a single seam there well it's how the hell does he put that on? Well, he probably vibrates into it. <laughs> True. Uh, I think it looks cool, though. I look forward to seeing what the finished product looks like once they've had time to, to tweak it a bit, but I'm excited for what this flash will look like. So then there is some ominous stomping, which is like, it sounds like a giant's walking in, which really, it, I mean, it is a giant. It's a it titan a of the DC yeah, universe. Yeah. He's the, the, the godfather. And that's it. It's our first shot of Michael Keaton's Batman. I mean, it is only the back of his head, and it is a silhouette, but you would you can't mistake those ears. It's one hell of a silhouette. It is one hell of a silhouette, isn't it? 
it's so exciting. And it so it's interesting what you just said to me off microphone while we were just recapping the trailer. You asked me whose Batcave it was, to which I said Bruce Wayne's, which is obvious, really, isn't it? But as far as I'm aware, because it's got Michael Keaton's Batmobile in it, which we'll touch on in a sec, this is Michael Keaton's Batcave, and it looks like Michael Keaton's computer bank that's on the right side of the screen. But as you pointed out, this one has a huge waterfall. And whose Batcave has a waterfall? Well, I just asked you that question. <laughs> but whose Batcave has a waterfall? Obviously, Bales. Yeah. I mean, it does. It looks like a mix of Bales and Keaton's. Uh, I mean, there's no reason that they can't nod to to Bale as well. But it looks. Um, the, I think they've done it because of the way you get some really nice lighting out of it. I mean, the thing is, when you think back to the four original Batman films, if they're all supposed to have been the same Batman, if they were, there was obviously a waterfall in Forever because Robin had a boat, which yeah. shot out the side of the cliff. But then in both of Keaton's movies, you never really saw that Wayne Manor was on a cliff. Yeah. And ironically, you never actually really saw that Bales was on a cliff, because when it burnt down, you saw nothing but landscape around it. It was all green rolling hills. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you get that last scene in Begins where um, the rubbish version of... um, Rachel! Rachel! Katie Holmes. Sorry, that's really rude, isn't it? The rubbish version. Uh, She goes to see him, and and he's hammering shut the uh, the the well and there's nothing but greenery around it so it never quite ties but i think it looks beautiful and Why did you come for me? <laughs> right sorry uh <laughs> the silhouette is just all i needed from this trailer really batman returns gonna go to an empire place in a minute there empire power. 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 Then we get our first proper shot of Sasha Keje. Well, I say proper, it's not that proper. Uh, in costume, you can see the S. She is blurred in the background of the scene, but there she is. She looks concerned. We have the two Barrys. So we have Shorthead Barry in the front of the scene in the new suit, which you can see is very practical there. It's got far more texture to it. And I guess he's not using the speed force, so that it's not lit up. And then in the background, you can clearly see 90s Barry, which is just what I'm referring to him as because of the curtains, in a Michael Keaton bat suit, which has been spray painted red with a thunderbolt on it. I think I'll call him Keanu Barry. <laughs> or Reverse Flash. It just looks like Keanu Reeves. He does look a bit like Keanu Reeves with the uh, with the curtains. Not Reverse Flash, it's not bad. Or maybe, I don't know. I think they might go for that angle. But we'll have to wait and see. But he asks, who I presume is Michael Keaton's Batman, if he's in. What's he in for? What do they need him for? What are they trying to stop? What's happening? We'll have to wait till next November to find out. But I'm flipping well excited. Always flipping excited. And then, of course, they tease us with what is perhaps the most famous vehicle silhouette in the entire DC universe. Which And we know that Barry Allen has a fascination with Batmobiles because there's the scene in Justice League where he, he zips into it and he's like, <gasps> which is a Whedon cut, not Snyder cut. But Batcave, once again, there is a car, it's undercover, he goes to pull the cloth off and it cuts away. But And it's, it's Keanu Barry as well, as he's now affectionately known. But what car is that? That's Keaton's bloody Batmobile, isn't it? That's a... Ooh, can you imagine? Oh, we're going to get to see it in action again. Ooh. I mean, it's not been spotted on set anywhere. We've not seen it out and about. We've seen Batmans on motorcycles, not this car. But my God, if if someone uses this car, if this car is in action in this film, I, I, I will, I will die a very happy man. 
I mean, it's a bit of a sexy minx of a car, isn't it? I just, I can't. I, oh, I'm almost more excited to see that car than I am to see two Batman, Batmen in one film. Well, I mean, I've got it. I've just built one for you. You have. Don't the Lego, touch it, though. The Lego Batmobile is here. I can't touch it. Every time I touch it, something falls off. Yeah, don't touch it. The car, that is. <laughs> anyway, um, sorry, I just took a huge gulp of tea and burped. Oh, no, I'm so excited. My arm just fell off. <laughs> After that, we had the uh, new poster for The Sandman, which I missed because I was writing up about Flash. So we got a first look at Gwendolyn Christie as um, Death? Is she Death? Who is she? Lucifer. Lucifer, thank what you. Says, what was the question? How did, how did it look? Was it a good-looking poster? I did, yeah. I thought we were going to get a trailer, so I was a little bit sad that we didn't get any footage from it. But it was nice to finally see what, thank you for reminding me, Lucifer looks like. I think she's going to be really good in that role. Because she's... When you think of her in Game of Thrones... Although she's quite uptight, it always seemed like there was a kind of a fun side to her that I was waiting to break out. So I'm kind of excited to see what she does with Lucifer. You must be pretty excited for this. I am. I really enjoyed the comic. I might. I, want, I need to read more. Did I buy some? I didn't buy some, did I? Well, I think you probably should. I know about a lot recently. I haven't read them yet. After that, we went into a sneak peek of Injustice. We will save that for another podcast because we might, and I'm not going to jinx it and I won't tell you who, but we might have some interviews coming up and we've also got a watch along which is happening on, uh, oh, actually the day that this podcast is going to release. So there is a watch along tonight. If you're listening to this after Wednesday, the 20th of October, 2021, sorry you missed it or thanks for joining in to the watch along for Injustice. There was a spotlight on Blue Beetle where we sat down with the film's director and star and they just spoke a little bit about their plans for Blue Beetle on screen. They didn't mention specifically that this film is going to go to HBO Max, but that is where we're expecting it to go alongside uh, Leslie Grace's Batgirl. Although I don't think they mentioned HBO Max during the Batgirl presentation either. We'll get to that a little bit later. What do you think of the Blue Beetle costume? I thought it looked really cool. It was a nice way to translate it from comic to concept art for film obviously it wasn't a, a real photo well concept art i think we've, we've i think we've my feelings about yeah it. i i'm gonna have to address this at a later date but i didn't realize you were so not into concept art i now understand why you never read any of my coffee table books well they're just so heavy as well i mean god i mean i get tired arms yeah after that, we had a, a special interview that Tiffany Smith did with Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum. Neither of us are huge Smallville fans. I have now managed to watch the whole show, but it wasn't something I grew up watching or watched at the time. Neither did you really, particularly, did you? I did. Oh, did you watch all of it, though? I didn't watch all of it. I tapped out. I was going to say, I didn't think this was a programme that you were particularly fussed about. I used to watch it with my nana. Oh, bless her. Because, um, you know, I watched all my programmes with my nana. I think I watched the first couple of series and then I sort of lost it a bit. And I was like, oh, it's all right. Was it nice to see them back together? Um, I mean, I'm sure somebody thought it was nice. I, I think the thing that they ha- that, bothered. that people were hoping for that they haven't announced but is all but confirmed is like an animated return to Smallville that they're planning on doing. So I think there might be news coming from that in the near future. But this was just a nice way to, to celebrate the fact that Fandom happened uh, 20 years to the day from when the pilot of Smallville aired. So this week there's a brand new Blu-ray box set which is being released, which is the first time you can get the whole series on Blu-ray. You could pick up some of the later seasons, but not the early ones. So that's the first time that that's, that's being released. So it's very exciting for fans. 
Then we had a new trailer for Gotham Knights. So Javicia Leslie, Batwoman, showed up to present a kind of bat section of the show, which kicked off with a new look at Gotham Knights. A lot of people are sad that we didn't get to see any gameplay because there was gameplay footage released last year, but we did get a very good new story trailer, lots of Court of Owls. And we did then step behind the scenes and we saw that Jim Lee, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo were all involved with helping craft the story of the game. We talked a lot about this game last year, I think, when we saw the first trailer, but still excited. Did you enjoy this new look? You might get to play as Nightwing, or as Red Robin, or as Red Hood. Oh, it's not Red Robin, is it? It's Damien, sorry. It's just Robin. I thought it was Tim. Well, maybe it's Tim. I don't like his costume. I missed the cape. Okay. It's a bit long at the front for me. Like a reverse mullet cape. It feels he needs a belt, I think, just to sort of break it up a little bit. bit. (laughs) Fashion expert over here. Well, I mean, I just think it looks like a, just a bit loose. It looks like a really fun game though. What I was hoping for from that was that they were going to confirm some changes to the multiplayer aspect because there's obviously four playable characters with the the three guys and Batgirl, but they've talked in the past about the fact that it's a two player game and it's, so it's kind of co-op where you, it's a two player game. Did you just take it to a be more chill place? I did. Just by by laughing there. Well, that's sad. I want to play with the Hulks. Well, this is the thing: is it's sort of perfectly set up in that you can be Batgirl, and between me, uh, Nicola, and Chris, hold on, <laughs> you will be Batgirl. Why would I be Batgirl? Because I just feel like you'd be like, I want to be Batgirl. <laughs> Don't even sound like that. You do. I want to be Batgirl. <laughs> yeah. You're about to become compost. Yeah, as a reference for you. Uh, anyway, I know what you mean. Yeah, there, there, there would be a fun aspect to our Friday night gaming sessions with the Hulks if we could play as all four characters. So that's what I'm kind of hoping that they're going to say when it comes to releasing this game. But for now, awesome new gameplay... Uh, not gameplay. Awesome new story trailer, which you can uh, check out over on our website if you've not had a chance to watch it yet. Scott Snyder seems really excited about the fact that they're expanding on the Court of the Owls, which is, which is pretty cool. He seems to be down for it, which he created the Court of Owls. So if he's excited, I'm excited word <laughs> okay that's all, from. that's all you have to say on the subject we jumped back into batwoman as uh Javicia leslie was joined by rachel scarsden and they they talked a bit about the the fact that alice and batwoman are teaming up in season three we haven't seen the first episode yet which is out episode two as this week so i don't know how they come to be together as a team oh, but you know i'm just so over alice <laughs> alice alice i just i don't Who know the- is Alice. I don't know what it is. I just can't bear it. I think she was a great character to play against Kate Kane because they had the family relationship and you had to explore that. And that they then used her well in season two because you still had the mystery of what happened to Kate. But then, as much as I enjoyed season two, I felt like rather than allowing Javicia Leslie and Ryan to be the new Batwoman, she was Batwoman but she was Batwoman with the spectre of Kate hanging over her way too long into the season. And then they obviously brought Wallace Day in as Kate Kane at the end of the season and almost made Kate the big bad. And yes, it's it has set up some cool stuff for season three with her having raided the Batcave and it then hinting at the various characters that are going to show up. But they they took too much away from Ryan by making it too much about the fact that Kate was no longer in the show. And... Whilst that worked for Alice, we now have no connection because Kate's gone. Jacob Kane is gone. It only leaves um, the stepsister, who is well ensconced in Team Batwoman at least. But it doesn't really feel right now without having seen that first episode like there's much for Alice to do. So 
we'll have to see what happens. There was a nice spotlight on Cameras Johnson as Batwing. They obviously introduced him in the season two finale of Batwoman. I think the costume looks awesome. There's apparently some stuff about AI which feels a bit Iron Man-ish in the first episode, but again, we've not seen it, so I don't know. But it was really nice to hear him talk about the fact that Batwing was a character that he saw in comics that inspired him to be a hero and that he hopes he can kind of be that for for young black kids now. And I love the fact that they involved him, I didn't know this, that they involved him to write a Batwing story for an anthology comic that came out a little while back. I think that's quite nice, tying it in and getting him to explore the character in different mediums. I think that's really sweet. And that's that's a nice way of showing that DC works together in different mediums in different ways when, when people are really tied to their character. Where do we go after that? We're we're at two hours and eighteen minutes. There's just over an hour to go here. God, this is a long podcast. <laughs> no, we're actually only at forty-four minutes. Elizabeth Gillies was up next, so I'm actually really interested to hear your thoughts on this because I don't think you'd seen or even knew about this beforehand. I don't think so. Elizabeth Gillies is voicing Catwoman in uh, the new anime-inspired movie Catwoman Hunted which we've only seen a still from before. We knew it was coming in early 2022. We now know it's releasing in February. Uh, Batwoman is co-starring in it, and the story is kind of Catwoman tries to steal one of the most expensive gems in the world and ends up with Interpol and all manner of people on her back. And we got to see a trailer. So what did you think of this? It looks fun. It does look fun, doesn't it? So the Elizabeth Gillies then stuck around to announce the rest of the animated slate for 2022. So they're working on a, a CGI animated Super Sons movie. There's also a new Constantine, which is coming, which is a DC showcase film. And then there is also a Green Lantern movie. And they are re-releasing Batman The Long Halloween from this year, but as a, uh, a double deluxe feature, like four-hour-long movie, basically. And what they said is that in in the next year and moving forwards, the anim- I'm coming to a point about Catwoman here. Uh, they are looking at exploring different animation styles and different types of movies with different casts rather than, I think, too much of the continuity. So none of the films for next year, possibly Green Lantern, I would imagine, maybe the only one that's in the continuity that fits with uh, Long Halloween and the JSA World War Two film they're going to be doing a lot more of that exploring of the universe through different art styles so this is the first time they've done something anime inspired so what do you think of the artwork particularly as you're actually watching a lot of anime yourself at the moment more so than i am uh, I, I liked it it looks cool doesn't it it's yeah. nice and different for the dc universe fun mm, yeah elizabeth gilly sounds good as a voice for uh, catwoman so i think all signs point to that being quite an exciting film there's not really a lot to go on but it's a great trailer, which again you can check out over on our website if you've not watched it yet. But I'm excited to see where it goes. As am I. Very good. There was a quick roundup of 100 episodes of Legends of Tomorrow, but there wasn't really much to see there in terms of anything for the future. They were just catching up on what's happened. We got a new look at more concept art for the uh, young preschool show Bat Wheels. They've confirmed that that show is going to feature Duke Thomas as the Robin, so that's going to be the first time that he has been portrayed in either animated or live-action form. And that's the show which is going to follow all of the Bat vehicles as characters. So think like Pixar's Cars, but in the DC Universe. I'm not sure that that's one that we'll tune in for because it's for preschoolers and we're both men in our 30s. So if you have young kids, it looks like it's going to be a really fun show, but it's probably not the kind of thing that we're going to spend too much time on, is it? No. 
So the next big exciting announcement was, well, actually, I say, I say announcement. We uh, we caught up with the directors of Batgirl, so that's Bilal Falal and Adil El Arbi, along with writer Christina Hodson and star Leslie Grace for a quick chat about the Batgirl film. So, can you remember what they confirmed during this? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Dear, were you looking at your phone? Yes. So we're talking about Batgirl. Batgirl. So we've got a piece of concept art, which oh, doesn't oh. give you the full look of the costume from the front. It's sort of a shot of her on a gargoyle with a big sweeping cape behind her. But can you recall what she was so excited to talk about during the the, the, the kind of the chat about the costume? Uh, that it's going to be everything we wanted. They're going to build to a big crescendo and that it will be purple. Yes. So it's based on the Burnside costume. They didn't say it was going to be purple, though, did they? No, they didn't outright say purple. They showed lots of uh, comic book covers from the Burnside era, but they did also show the New 52 era as well, where she was in black and gold. But, no, do you not remember? She was saying there was something that she... One of the first questions that she asked them... There were two things, really, that she asked them that they, they then confirmed were going to be the case. So, do you remember what they were? Definitely a cowl. Yeah, that's it. So she asked if it was going to be a domino mask or a cowl, and they confirmed that she will have the full cowl and the bat ears. And what was the other one? Um, can't remember. It's an interesting point of fact that this came up, actually, and I wondered whether they would discuss this just because it's it's quite a big thing. But she asked them if she would have red hair, and they said yes. Oh, the hair, yes. There is a prevailing theory that redheads are just wiped out in Hollywood. So if you think about Barbara Gordon in Titans, she doesn't. She has very dark red hair, and there's this general sort of, you know, like the bury the gays trope. There's like a bury the gingers trope that anyone who is ginger is automatically made blonde or brunette. But she's obviously confirmed that she's going to have red hair, so that's very exciting. Well, that's good. Fans of the comics, I'm sure, will feel that that's very accurate for her to have the bright red hair. I do like the purple. Not part of fandom, but today, and you don't know this yet, they've confirmed two pieces of casting for this news. They have confirmed that they have cast, and I need to check this because I don't want to get his name wrong, but they've cast somebody that they worked with on Bad Boys for Life, which these two directed. uh, I've not seen that yet. No, I know. We should really watch it. Uh, So Jacob... You've seen Bad Boys, though, have you? No. Jacob Scipio, or Scipio, I'm not quite sure how you pronounce it. It's spelled S-C-I-P-I-O, has been cast in an undisclosed role in Batgirl. So he has been cast. And Deadline has also uh, confirmed that they have closed a deal for J.K. Simmons to return as Commissioner Gordon. Oh. Yes. Uh, So Bad Boys for Life breakout. Jacob Scipio has joined the cast uh, of Warner Brothers and DC Films Batgirl. J.K. Simmons is also now fully on board to reprise his role of Commissioner Gordon. So are we... Well, it doesn't really mean anything, does it? Could it be in the so, universe? Who knows? What I was actually going to say was that shortly before Fandom, they did confirm... they So they had been at a um, a film festival somewhere in the world. Uh, it was a Dutch film festival. So I think you saw me watching the the interview. It, was, it wasn't it was in English, so you had to translate it. But in, in this interview that they had done shortly before Fandom, they confirmed that the actor who they see as, in air quotes, the real Batman will be playing the Batman in this film. And that then confirmed that Batman is, to all intents and purposes, it would seem, in Batgirl. There will be a Batman. It must be Affleck then if they've got J.K. Simmons back. 
But is it? Because we're talking about a film that's probably going to release post-Flash. So Flash could do whatever it wants to the universe. There were plenty of rumours that Affleck would transition out and that Flash's actions would fold Michael Keaton in for several films as the the DC Universe's Batman. So it's fair game at this point. They seem to be huge fans of Ben Affleck. They've taken a lot of... They've obviously been at Warner Brothers a lot working on the film and they've been making their way around all of the bat props that are there. And they've taken a number of pictures of themselves with Ben Affleck's costume and cowl and stuff. So it's clearly somebody that they're very excited about as Batman, but I don't know. Have to wait and see. Either way, I can't... I'm hugely excited for this. I think Leslie Grace is awesome. I think everything at the moment points to this being a really good film, so I'm excited to see where it goes. No release date yet. It looks like it might start filming towards the end of this year or early next year, so we'll have to wait and see. Who was next on the list? We got to see a friend of yours. Well, I say a friend of yours. You probably wish he was a friend of yours. Brenton Thwaites. We caught up with with old Kangadek. Who had a special announcement for Titans fans. Now, a lot of people thought that this was going to be the confirmation that there's going to be a spin-off starring Curran Walters as Red Hood. That did not materialise during Fandome. But what did materialise was a sneak peek at the Season 3 finale, which means that in a couple of weeks' time when we come back for our next podcast, we can talk about the season and what you thought about it. Because, I, again, I've avoided talking about it too much because I want to talk about the season as a whole. But we got the confirmation that Titans has been renewed for a fourth season. Excited for more Titans? I'm always excited for more Titans. I think the listeners at home are going to be interested to hear your thoughts on season three because it's not as positive as I thought it was going to be. My views are of the season. Your views on the season. How do you know that? Because we had a conversation about it and you said, I'm not sure. Uh, Yeah, well played. (laughs) But we'll pick that up in a couple of weeks once the season finale has aired. I mean, that could change everything for you. But for now, uh, congratulations to the cast and crew of Titans. I think it's been a very solid season, albeit not a perfect one, but what is perfect anyway. So I'm really excited that they get to come back for a fourth season. And having already watched the finale, and I know you slept through it, but um, I have seen it. And I think it it doesn't set up a huge amount in terms of story, but in terms of where characters are and the number of characters who are around for a show which I think struggles a bit when it's got a larger cast, I think it's in a good place. And uh, to respond to your question about what is perfect, I would like to draw your attention to the 1989 Batmobile. <laughs> I'm not allowed to touch the 1989 Batmobile because it will fall apart. Yeah, you don't touch it. You can look at it though. We're at 2 hours and 36. There's an hour of fandom to go. So next up, Kaylee Kuoko and Ron Funches uh, appeared in their animated forms as Harley Quinn and King Shark for a preview of Harley Quinn Season 3. This was only animatic footage, so there wasn't a lot to see, but they did tie into the comic books, did you notice? Uh, Because the the scene that they showed was Harley and Ivy saying, let's go, let the eat, bang, kill tour commence. And that's what the comic book tie-in is called that's uh, tying in the story between the two seasons. So there wasn't a lot to to see there. There was one really, really cool shot that was fully inked and coloured of Harley and Ivy in some new costumes. That is currently on our Instagram and has been trending as the number one hashtag Harley Quinn image since Saturday night, I might add. Um, Just, you know, us owning the hashtag Harley Quinn on Instagram. They made a huge joke of the fact that it's taking forever to complete and that it will release at some point in 2022. So we've got a long way to wait until we get to see new Harley Quinn, but it is on the way. Very good. Very excited for that one. 
Another animated show which was discussed at great length, which came up next, was Batman Caped Crusader. So this is a brand new show which, again, hopefully will come next year. It's going to be airing on HBO Max in the US and also on Cartoon Network. It's being executive produced by the Batman director, Matt Reeves. It's also being executive produced by J.J. Abrams. And Batman the Animated Series executive producer Bruce Timm and also James Tucker, who's a, a legend of the DC Universe. So they appeared to talk a bit about this show. The full reel is up on our YouTube channel. Uh, please ignore the comments. I would go through and delete them all if I could, but to be honest, there's just so many of them. They will just continue to have a go at me if I start deleting them. What did you think about this show before we get to the complete nonsensical controversy of it? I'm, I'm quite excited about it. Anything that's Bruce Tim and Batman, I'm all for it. Yeah, me too. I, so there was one piece of concept art that was released ages ago when they confirmed that this show was a thing. That was the only thing that was shown. There's no, there's no more concept art or anything. But what excited me even more about this show, and I think it's not hard to, to creatively leap from that one piece of artwork that we've seen to this, is the fact that the, the Batman 75 short, Strange Days, was a huge inspiration for this. So do you remember that? Anim- do you remember they did two animated shorts? So they did the Beat as Batman goes up against Batman Beyond. Yes. And then this one, which was the black and white one with uh, with Doctor Strange and Batman in a, in a more 40s inspired costume. Yes. Loved it. Absolutely loved that short. If you have not seen it, maybe I should post it up on the website so people can go back to it. But if you've not seen it, go and check it out. It's on YouTube. It's It's easily available. It's an absolutely brilliant short featuring Batman. But they talked at length about the fact that this is being seen as almost beat as if you made it now, not 1992. And for adults. And for, yeah, for adults is a very important thing to say. This is a more grown-up show. So it's going to lean into all of that 40s aesthetic. And Bruce Tim actually said it will probably lean into that even more. So I think that probably means longer ears for Batman. Maybe even purple gloves, which is very exciting for OG Batman fans. But also that that means, you know, a lot of the styling of the vehicles, the technology, the city itself is going to lean into all of those noir routes. But what he said, which has proven to be so controversial, if you read the comments on the video on our YouTube channel, is the fact that he said, although it will lean into a very 40s aesthetic like Beatas did, it will be a more inclusive story. And it's that I word which people have latched onto. So I've got a a ton of comments from people that just say, oh, this is going to be woke, oh, woke, blah, woke, woke, blah, 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 blah. And also a lot of people don't like J.J. Abrams because they don't agree with what he did to Star Wars. And I don't... I'm not a huge fan of Rise of Skywalker. Let's face it, I didn't really engage with that movie. I loved Force Awakens. I have nothing against Ray. The people who are commenting on our YouTube channel are like he made Star Wars for women. Oh, do you know what Star Wars shouldn't have a female lead. Blah, 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 blah. I don't even have the energy to respond to any of this. No, it's rubbish. Uh, but what I also think is interesting, and I will point out, uh, is that DC Comics also announced on National Coming Out Day that John Kent is bisexual. They have not made a huge deal of it. They did announce it that day. Yes, they did, because it's on the cover of that issue of the magazine and comic book magazine. And Tom Taylor did press for it. They did it because it aligned with the day itself, and he explained at great length that it's happening in issue five of his book because it's not the most important facet of the character. There are five issues of him being Superman because Clark Kent is off Earth, and this is just a romantic subplot which has come to the fore now several months in. I posted that image on our Instagram, and we lost 30 followers within about an hour. Uh, Bye! We didn't want you anyway is all I can say to anybody that doesn't want to stomach any form of diversity in terms of their comic book art. 
all I can say on that, really. But that's Batman Caped Crusader. That's going to be hopefully coming in 2022, probably towards the end of the year, I would imagine. But very, very, very exciting. Leads into another animated show, which is a big favourite of ours, which is Young Justice Season 4. So the surprise announcement here was not only that there is a trailer, which again, you can see on our website, but that the first episode of Young Justice Phantoms, which is the subtitle of Season 4, is available to stream for free globally on the DC Fandom website. And for HBO Max subscribers in the US, the series has started Two episodes are available, and new episodes will drop every Thursday for the next few weeks. I don't know how many episodes there are in this season. I barely even remember watching the trailer, because again, I was in a huge flurry of trying to write things up that we had just seen. But you are a massive fan of Young Justice from the start, and as we pointed out at the time, we realised we haven't actually finished season three, for some reason, which I realise is terrible, because I've just said we're huge fans. But what did you think of the trailer? Um, When I was watching, I thought, we haven't finished series three. And I thought, why didn't we finish that? I don't know, because we literally only have the last episode, but we it took us so long to catch up to the fact that we hadn't watched the last one that we restarted the season and then didn't finish rewatching it, basically. So it looks like this season they're being haunted by phantoms from their past. Okay, that's why it's called Phantoms. It seemed like Cheshire is there facing off against Artemis. It looks like they're all living... And trying to deal with things from their past that they're catching up with. And it's sort of focusing on the fact that they've all grown up a lot across the four seasons. And that there are things from their past that they need to deal with. So I'm, I'm very excited. We will have to finish season three so that we can start watching season four. Agreed. We then had a sneak peek of Naomi. The the adaption of the uh, Wonder Comics imprint. Which was invented... Uh, so the character was invented by um, Brian Michael Bendis. It's been adapted by Ava DuVernay and is coming to the CW sometime in 2022. We had a sneak peek scene which adapted something from the first issue of the Naomi comic and included a little uh, a little cameo by a certain red, white and blue... Red, white and blue? Red and blue streak. It did. It's very exciting. Uh, I'd have to go back and freeze frame it to try and see which Superman it is. But he's... I mean, it fits with the comic because that's what happened. He swooped past her and that was... That's like the opening splash page of Naomi issue one. Not a lot to go on. She looks like Naomi. She sounds like Naomi. It's It looks cool to me. I'm excited to see where they take it. I think it's a 13-episode season, so it's a short season, which is always good. Looks like it might live in the vein of Stargirl. Mm, good. I mean, anything that you can you want to add to that? It's difficult based off one scene. but No, I mean, I haven't read her standalone comic, but she did make uh, an appearance in Young Justice of the Wonder Imprint. Of course she really did, yeah. Enjoyed, and she's also now actively involved in the Justice League. Yeah, she's really good in the Justice League comics. That's where I've come across her the most. So I'm excited to see her story, actually. Yeah, so I liked her in Young Justice. Um, I might actually go back and read her origins. Yeah, I think it would be worthwhile. So we will keep you updated as to when that one is due to air. So there is no air date that is confirmed as yet. We just know that it's coming next year. It was kind of... They were heavy hitting towards the end of uh, Fandom. So as we went into hour number three, we were first given a special tease for Shazam! Fury of the Gods. I mean, once again, like Aquaman, this film looks huge. And now I realise that there is a lot of concept art here. As we have established, you're not a fan. But there is also quite a bit of footage. So, thoughts on Shazam! Fury of the Gods? It looks very exciting, but it's a long time away. It's a long time away. So this isn't releasing until 2023. I mean, those kids aren't going to be kids for much longer. No. Well, and that's part of um, 
the the issue here is that obviously now one of the kids is playing both the the young and old version of her character. So there was obviously a different actress that was playing Mary, uh, superhero Mary, as she grows up. But now Grace Fulton is playing both uh, Mary and superhero Mary. So she has graduated from just the young one to young and old one. So will they make a thing about that? Well, they're just like, oh, well, she's 18 now, so now she's just... I don't know. She's ready. I don't, I don't know. So the release date for this, by the way, is June the 2nd, 2023. So you get to see some of the villains. So you've got Helen Mirren as Hespera and Lucy Liu as Calypso, as well as looks at all of the uh, the adult Shazam family in their new upgraded suits. The costume designs look amazing. They've really honed the costume designs, do you not think? Yes. Much more of an upgrade. I do enjoy them. Mm. The villains look great as well. And as they describe in the featurette, the the set pieces are bigger, the just everything is bigger, the action is bigger, the story is bigger. They describe quite a few locations that we're going to go to. So as well as the Rock of Eternity, there's the Library of Eternity, the the Zone of the Gods, I can't quite remember what Land it's called. Land of the Gods. Land of the Gods. Uh, they're going to be going to Athens as well as the usual setting in Philadelphia. So it's it's a big scale movie compared to the first one. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. And as you just said, it is a long way away. But it certainly looks, again, like this is shaping up really well. The thing that surprises me, given that this isn't releasing until 2023, is they're finished filming. Like, it's finished now. Shooting is... is so far away? I don't know. Shooting is complete. Maybe they've already decided that they need to face off Shazam and Black Adam. So perhaps... They're going to use next year to immediately film Black Adam versus Shazam to release later on. I don't know. For whatever reason, it's it's over a year away, even though it's completed filming. Maybe they've got to do lots of computer stuff. They could. I mean, there could be a lot. They did. So, can you remember the list of creatures that are going to be in this film? They said minotaurs, minotaurs, a dragon, a dragon. I thought you might be excited at a dragon, a harpy, a harpy. Yeah, that was it. Uh, you excited by the dragon? You love a dragon? I do like a dragon. Depends on the, the situation, though. <laughs> True. Somebody was riding it, so it could be a bit Game of Thrones style. Could be. Mother know. of dragons. Mother of dragons. Misa. Mm. Mother of nurses. Overall, uh, I know we're going to get to the Batman in a minute, so I'm going to take the Batman out of the equation for a second, because otherwise oh, that would be your answer. going to write numb bumps in here. Sorry, we're at an hour and five. We're getting there. We're getting there. There's only... Uh, there's only 20 minutes of Shazam, of Shazam. There's only 20 minutes of Fandom left to go. I'm going to need to get a wee cushion here. Ignoring the Batman, what was your favourite of the movie presentations that you got to see? Oh, there's a cheeky question. I mean, we probably shouldn't wrap up until we finish, but I'm asking you the question now. Oh, Flash. Hmm. Uh, that's understandable, I suppose. We had Do little... I have to ask you the same question? No, you don't have to ask me the same question. So at that point, I think I said to you, there's not really been any Wonder Woman. And then we had a section on Wonder Woman for a while. So obviously it's Wonder Woman's 80th anniversary. In fact, it's this week, the 21st of October, is Wonder Woman Day when we celebrate 80 years of Diana. She's Diana. good for her age. Diana. Steve. Anyway, they confirm... Kalel, our... no. <laughs> uh, 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 they confirm that Patty Jenkins will obviously be back for a third Wonder Woman, which is probably the worst kept secret in Hollywood because we all knew that it was coming. And Gal will also be back for a third film. It certainly seems from that featurette like someone else is going to be back for this third one, did it not? It may have done. I can't speak anymore. <laughs> but can you remember her character name? Wonder I want to call her. I want to call her Astoria. What she was, was she? Was Diana? Well, 
She was Wonder Woman in the 70s, but that's not who she played in the film, was she it? She will always be Wonder Woman. Well, she will always be Wonder Woman, yes. But uh, So Linda Carter, it seems, is very, very likely to be returning for this third film. Uh, I would presume that all of you have seen the end credits of Wonder Woman 1984 and realised that she cameoed. If not, I'm really, really sorry for the spoiler. She played... I'm having to go through the cast list, and obviously she must be hidden towards the end of the cast list um, just to get the name of who she played. She was the protector of the Amazons, wasn't she? I want to call her Asteria for some reason, or Astoria, or as as it's an, it's an AS. <laughs> I think but you're right. I think Asteria, Astoria. I'm I'm just I'm trying my best to IMDb and just keep talking at the same time. Keep filling, fill Asteria. It was Asteria. There you go. There you go. I should have trusted my gut there. So yeah, so it certainly seems like Wonder Woman three will will have Asteria back in it as well. So to see Gal and Linda Carter team up on film will just like take my money at this point they quickly touched on sweet tooth which has been renewed for a second season at netflix they also touched on pennyworth which uh, has secretly begun production on a third season and will move from uh, epics in the u.s and stars play in the U- well it may still be on stars play in the uk but will will move to become an hbo max exclusive in the u.s for season three Tiffany Smith had a chat with Jim Lee where they announced winners of some of the competitions for cosplay and fan art. And then we went behind the scenes on Matt Reeves' The Batman and had a brand new trailer for The Batman with uh, Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. I've not actually rewatched the behind the scenes featurette since the night, so I don't actually remember a lot of that other than that there was some awesome footage that's not in the trailer. But let's just touch on the trailer. Thoughts on the Batman trailer? I'm not. We don't even need to pause and rewatch it because I've seen it about seventeen times already. Yeah. Uh, what do you, What do you think about the Batman? Oh, I mean, I think it's another clacker bag moment. I th- I will agree with you. It is a clacker bag moment. I, I okay. I'm going to make a bold statement, yeah. and I will then explain bold said bold statement. Are you going to like when you say explain it? Are you going to really explain it? No, I'll explain it quickly. I mean, but really, yeah. Okay. This, based on the two trailers, could be my favourite Batman movie. And explanation? I just no. I just I mean I I think I mean obviously Michael Keaton will always be my favourite Batman. He's the Batman I grew up with, and a lot of people will say The Dark Knight is their favourite Batman film. I feel like The Dark Knight, which is a wonderful, wonderful film, is so big. And such a historical point in Hollywood because of things that happened with people that were in it. And it kind of being the moment that Christopher Nolan went from the guy that did a couple of awesome films and Batman Begins to Christopher Nolan, as he is now. So I kind of feel like it transcends Batman. I feel like it's a film that Batman is in. I don't feel like it's a Batman movie. Whereas this feels like... I put this... I said this to you and I put it in my DC group chat. This feels like the Batmaniest Batman that ever did Batman me it feels like a comic batman yes the riddler doesn't maybe doesn't look like a comic accurate riddler but i feel like i've got detective batman i feel like i've got a very very accurate version of selena kyle and her relationship everything is perfect i said there's nothing about that trailer that i'm not excited about i was unsure on the batmobile design it looks awesome in this trailer your thoughts I would agree. There's, there's, uh, there is honestly nothing that I'm not excited for. Michael Giacchino's score sounds absolutely outstanding. 
Colin Farrell looks amazing as Penguin. We finally get a good look at Andy Serkis as Alfred. And again, I think there's a story there because I notice he's got quite a scar down one side of his face. So there's going to be a history there. But he comes across very paternal towards Bruce. This version of Bruce Wayne, who we know is kind of a year one, year two Batman. They talked at length in the behind the scenes feature about how he um, he's finding it hard to delineate between Bruce and Batman. And that very much like it is in the comic book Bruce is uh, Bruce is the mask and Batman's the the real him and there's a scene in the trailer where he kind of says I don't care what happens to me and it feels very much like a slightly younger more aggressive finding his footing version of Batman and that makes me very excited Get me to March 2022. March 4th, 2022 for the release date. The cinematography is also absolutely stunning. Uh, Greg Spencer, who is the, the cinematographer, has done an... Uh, just It's just stunning. It doesn't look to me like there's any shot in this trailer that isn't incredibly well thought out. I mean, even the shot of the the coffee cup with the, the question mark on the top, it's not just like a bang, here's a coffee cup. It's like It's so measured the way it... The camera slowly moves up to it and then pans over the... Just everything is is just gorgeous. What, what more can you say, really? It's not, it's not a lot more you can say, really. It just looks like a damn good film. And obviously we will be covering the absolute shit out of that film when it comes to cinemas in March 2022. And that brings us to the end of Fandom. Way. So before we wrap up and say goodbye... Um. Well, just give me your thoughts. How do you... So this was the second Fandom event. It was very different to last year's. Last year obviously got split into two days. This was just, you know, three hours and 40 minutes this year. What did you think about this event as a whole? Yeah, I thought it was much more manageable than last time. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I really struggled. Well, I mean... I was obviously doing, like, three things. I'm Instagramming, tweeting, and writing on the website at the same time, though. Yeah, I was just there. Yeah. Uh, much more manageable. Hmm? Um, I would have liked some more reveals for yeah. what comes next, but you know we got a lot of stuff anyway. So yeah. I think they played it safe in terms of only dealing with stuff that had already been announced, and then the announcements were things like the renewals of Titans and Doom Patrol. So I do think there were there weren't really any projects that were, we didn't know about, but I mean in this day and age, where we've had eighteen months where things have stalled or not happened or have had to be delayed. Was it really the time to go ahead and say, yeah, we're going to make this film, this film, this film, this film, this film? Maybe not. I would like a bit more of Justice League Dark. Yeah, I thought with J.J. Abrams being there, we would have heard a bit about Justice League Dark, but clearly they don't feel ready to talk about it yet. No, that's fine. I can wait. Hmm. I'm waiting for everything else. So. Yeah. I was, on the whole, very, very happy with everything. I thought it must have been one hell of a show to put on given the amount of animation for backdrops and the green screen work that was done for all of the presenters they had a huge range I mean the amount of people that were involved in terms of like behind the camera yes but also the in front of camera uh, talent as well I couldn't even I don't think I could list you every everyone that was there sadly we didn't see Michael Keaton or Ben Affleck there was no Henry Cavill but I mean pretty much everyone else was there and it's it was just, it was a huge... If you're a DC fan, I think it was pretty much the best thing that you could hope for. Other than hoping to get a few announcements for things in the future. But in terms of a look at what projects are coming up in the next 12 to 18 months and how it was presented, I think it was brilliant. A huge round of applause. 
I really like the way they use Candace Patton from The Flash, who is obviously Iris West, a reporter, to do the little breaking news snippets and stuff. There was there were nice little bits of flair in terms of how things were presented. It wasn't just, here's this, here's this, here's this. There was actual thought behind it, which I, I really appreciate. And I actually need to say a huge thank you to Warner Brothers for sending us some really nice DC cookies to eat whilst watching. So if you go over to our Twitter, which is obviously twitter.com forward slash getyourcomicon, you can watch a video of me unboxing uh, this this special surprise which arrived on the morning of Fandome, which was a box of cookies which had uh, like bespoke icing on with logos for some of the properties that were discussed during the during the event. Very nice of them to do. Very, very, very kind of them. And kept me going whilst I was furiously writing, tweeting, Instagramming. And that's the end of this podcast. I have drunk my tea, I've lost my voice, and we'll be back in two weeks' time. So, two weeks' time, we... Where are we? There's lots of films which we've watched which we need to touch on. So, Venom still needs to be talked about. Dune still needs to be talked about. Halloween Kills still needs to be talked about. We're watching The Morning Show. We'll be at the end of Season 3 of Titans. We'll be getting towards the end of Season 3 of Dune Patrol. There is a lot that needs to be unpacked in the next few weeks, so we'll have to cherry-pick the best of it for our next podcast. In the meantime, please do stay safe, stay well, and we will see you next time. Bye!